A Swiss family fleeing the Napoleonic Wars for the island of New Guinea are attacked by pirates and marooned on an uninhabited island full of animals. Father Robinson, John Mills, and Mother Robinson, Dorothy McGuire, and their two teen sons and little boy create an island paradise until the pirates and a woman in disguise spoil everything. From 1960, Swiss Family Robinson. Anne, and I'm a mama. Hello, mother. Oh, <laughs> I'm Ryan, Yuck. and I'm a, that's a normal thing, right, mother, to call <laughs> an adult, adult woman mother? Yes. Ooh, yuck. Uh-huh. Yeah. 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 And be really tan. God, the tannest man. And uh, this is Mama Needs a Movie. Today we're talking about, uh, we'll just get it out of the way, at the beginning, uh, Swiss Family Robinson, which is a movie that I... Grew up with so hard. (laughs) This was my, I don't know, like, yeah, just watching again, I was transported. Um, Yeah, we've we've talked about this movie before because I have never seen this movie, actually. And this, I feel like this is a movie you've seen dozens of times. Uh huh. Yes. Uh, yes. Because you've talked about it before, and so it's almost like an alternate reality of of family films. And I'm like, oh, wow. The Dorothy McGuire a, universe. It's the Dorothy like, McGuire first. The whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> Gentlemen's <laughs> agreement. Yes, go on. Yeah, it's like a. It's a whole thing. It's Man, a whole she's thing. in a lot of yeah. movies. I was looking at her up. She's like Gentlemen's Agreement. Don't remember her. Friendly Persuasion. Don't remember her. Like, but a ton that's of, yeah. that's very similar. It's like, let's pray. <laughs> it's like, oh God. Yeah, but that's that's just me. Anyway, yeah, we gotta, uh, let's introduce our fantastic guest. Before we start guest, the action of the movie, actually <laughs> seen the movie, which is a miracle <laughs> because I don't think this is a movie that people are running out to see these days. Um, yeah. um our guest today is, uh, gosh, I feel like is I'm, I'm very excited. We got someone who who I, I just have, I've always admired and and think is uh, knows really also just knows so much about. Movies. I've probably had hundreds of, of, of hours of conversation uh, with with movies about our guests who I met uh, when I was working at uh, Funny or Die. I guess I guess you could say she was my boss, but I I, I consider her a friend. You know, there uh, before that, uh, she had a career at uh, Saturday Night Live, writing at Saturday Night Live for like. I want to say like 12, 13 years, like a long and illustrious career at Saturday Night Live. Post all that, a writer, the author of The Spoils of Babylon, The Spoils Before Dying. If you don't know these uh, series, you have to check them out. Uh, three motion pictures, which I, uh, they're all Will Ferrell vehicles that are fantastic. Casa de Mi Padre, uh, Deadly Adoption, a favorite of mine. Most recently, uh, Eurovision. This is someone who's, uh, I, I don't think I'm alone in saying, uh, it, always very encouraging as a, a writer, as an inspiration. Our guest today is Harper Steele. Hello. Hello. Thank you for that intro. Uh, thank you so much for uh, uh, doing the show here today to talk about an American classic. Yeah. An American classic that comes with a warning that it's racist. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I watched it the other night. I hadn't seen it in probably five or six years. I probably watched it with my kids last time. And uh, I saw that warning and uh, I was like, 
really what and then i was like oh yeah i, I okay yeah I get it. <laughs> pretty much I, immediately <laughs> how, how do we i mean uh you're a mother uh, i uh raise children is there an age where you can sit them down and say you can watch this movie but you need to understand that um this was a different time or do you just do we just do they just hit they go for the trash bin well, I think on this one, because I think you have to understand the context of racism to see it as racist, honestly, because I yeah. think that, that the pirates are uh, swarthy. They're swarthy. Jap- they're Japanese actors. Yeah, that, that you that you have to understand that that's that's part of why they're bad. And yeah. I think even saying something about it is sort of like helping them understand helping them be racist almost interesting like if you just if you just ignore then it's oh pirates pirates are bad i'm not looking at any other details about the pirates oh that's just me that's me coming from a a sort of a educational experience for the last many years of me learning about racism from when i from the 1960s you're right i wonder if there is a like i know it's not a post you know, racial world, but, but maybe with children, you could, they are Hollywood, by the way, they are Hollywood Asian. They're from any, the way that, uh, yeah. <laughs> the way, the way that Andy Rooney is an Asian. <laughs> well, see, but I think, I think that to me, that's yeah. actively racist that I would yeah. not show my kids yeah. because I'd be like, this is, this is like some creepy, like making fun of somebody yeah, it's like a menstrual, and this is yeah. like yeah yeah yeah, yeah. these are just yeah. pirates yeah they're just pirates and we all know pirates are bad but they're also yeah. really cool i think yeah. that element of it too is like pirates are cool and i think if if my kid was uh, asian i think i would probably look at it differently so i'm just speaking from my own place of like she doesn't have any lack of uh, Asian kids in her life. So I don't think she's coming from like, I don't think, I don't think she would perceive that as being one of the problems. It's like, yeah, that looks like, I mean, it doesn't look like anybody. It looks like an adult man who's screaming. (laughs) Yeah. They're they're crazy. They're dizzy. You know what your kid's going to say? She's going to be, she's going to say that's Sesu Hayakawa. He's in the bridge on the river Kauai too. Uh-huh. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. 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 yeah, it could be. Yeah. yeah. She, yeah. She, she, she's probably going to say that. Is that the same actor? Is that other movie you showed me? <laughs> I mean, well, that yes. was a much more noble role. Let's be honest. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Much more. Much more. Well, the logic of that character is much more like, oh, I get it. This is just yeah. like kill. <laughs> but but then I think in both of those movies, she would be like, are men's bodies supposed to be that tan and also <laughs> yeah. not buff? Is that is that what is that good? Like really skinny arms and very tan. Yeah. Have we yeah. explained the movie like what it is? Did you guys Oh yeah, yeah. Well, first I want to talk to just about about movies that you cuz we were we were I was somewhat intimidated by this task. If we got to pick a movie with you. Yeah. And just to talk about the the kind of history of this and what and and I assume this is something that you saw when you were really young, right? I did. I mean, I think I I think my parents actually took me to a showing of this, um, you know, kid movies, I think when I was growing up, even if they were old, still made the rounds to theaters. 
Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And uh, I I don't know if that's still the case. Why would you? I mean, it, now it would be streaming. But but yeah, so I, I my parents first took me to this. I wouldn't be able to say, but probably five or six, you know. I mean, yes, uh, I watched a lot of classic movies, probably starting around 12, though. The, anything mm-hmm. before that would have been... I know Wizard of Oz scared the shit out of me. Um, oh, yeah. And uh, I know Pippi Longstocking. Um, I, I, that's, where I, that's where I developed my sense of comedy because, okay. <laughs> because it's a ridiculous movie. <laughs> but but uh, also Pirates. Also Pirates. You got think, some Pirates in there, too. Oh, yeah. Pirates and Pippi Longstocking, too. Mm-hmm. And I feel like there was those early D- Disney ones, you know, bread, b- bed knobs and broomsticks. And I, we were big fans of computer who wore tennis shoes and, and, oh, uh, wow. you know, just like uh, flubber and mm-hmm. all that stuff. Like we would go mm-hmm. see all that stuff. Um, Do you know yeah. the, the computer wore tennis shoes story? No. Uh, it's Kurt Russell, right? Yes. Yes. Yeah. The, the Walt Disney, I don't know if this is bullshit or not, but Walt Disney's last dying words were yeah. kurt russell oh wow yeah yeah well they were but was it, he, he besides was he underlining being, it or crossing it out yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well whatever it was it was very intelligent remark uh um i always thought when i was at saturday night live that I would like to replace whatever cast we're dealing with, with all of those old character actors that were in all those Disney movies. Mm -hmm. (laughs) The Mm -hmm. the president of that college is, he's one of my favorite, just a whining, sniveling guy, always played the same role, loved it, uh, you know. Mm -hmm. So these kind of bright, uh, some of them I'm sure are Technicolor kind of Disney, because this is a genre that I I didn't grow up with really, with the exception there was one live action uh, Disney movie, Freaky Friday, that I watched quite continuously as 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 like a preschooler, but almost nothing else. This is a kind of genre almost that when it when I see it on a Sunday afternoon, I would see it on TV, pan and scanned, a big brassy a family comedy from the sixties, I almost get instantly kind of bored is, is honestly like my reaction <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, to it. And, uh, and so it was interesting to, to be like, okay, I'm going to watch one. I'm really going to, yeah. I'm going to watch one. It's a, it almost things like it's a mad, mad, mad world or those movies too, are in the only recently have I learned to appreciate these kinds of uh, comedies. You know that I showed my child that movie. Mad and Mad Chitty World? Chitty Bang Bang. Oh, yeah. Chitty Chitty yeah. Bang Bang was a favorite. Yeah. Oh, my and goodness. And I found That's... it so scary, though. I yeah, found so it that so one is scary. And like when they go into the, the candy factory. Oh, boy. That's a, the, something... the candy guy. The, the, the villain is very. Oh, yeah. so children. Scary. Children. <laughs> He's amazing. And he has a little bunch of lollipops, and then his wagon turns into a jail cell. Um, yeah. Uh, Disney, yeah, Disney was not <laughs> afraid of villains. This sound like a dream that we both had. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, no, no, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, some whole, villainous, some real bad guys. Like some yeah, real, yeah, they weren't afraid of real bad guys to scare kids a little bit. They must have thought it's good to scare kids and then pay it off with a with a victory and happiness at the end. Yeah. Well, because yeah. those are the communists, right? Or something? Yeah, yeah, exactly. There's probably some <laughs> undertone there that not even the writers knew what they were doing. Yeah. yeah I can tell you what appeals to me, though, those uh, intensely, um, Ryan, and we can get into specifically why Swiss Family has many appeals, but um, 
But those Disney movies, Disney had a way of lighting and making home. Mm. It, it's, it's the most, they're the warmest movies. I, I'm sure now you, there must be equivalents or something. I feel like sometimes Spielberg does it. Um, but, but to make the inside of a cabin, like a Daniel Boone movie, or to make an inside of a tree house, as in Swiss Family Robinson, or just uh, anyone's home, uh, usually when it's an adventurous family or something, and they're building stuff, it really just really became a part of me. I, I am a home builder. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I am a nester. Wherever I go, I've got to start creating that nest. And I think that, I think that that those Disney movies really um, spurred that on in me. I mean, they're they're. I, I'm telling you, I just I don't see it. At one point, I wanted to make a a movie uh, with Kristen Wiig and and, uh, and Will about an adventure family that decides to go live off the grid and their home looks like one of these Disney families, but every once in a while it cuts to reality. And it's just like a shit shed that the two of them didn't know how to build. And it's just Uh like, they're dying of hunger, but inside the home, the fire's going, something's spinning. It's like those Disney movies were deliciously warm. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I think that was part of, the, the watching this movie as a kid, I was just like, I want a treehouse so much. Oh yeah, and I want all these animals. And I did grow <laughs> up kind of in the middle of nowhere, where <laughs> I I did sort of have a family that was like, let's leave the Napoleonic Wars <laughs> and Interesting. just do our own thing. So watching the movie again, I was I was watching it with Ryan. <laughs> I just kept being like. Do you see how my parents might have wanted me to watch this? <laughs> yeah, this is this is kind of like a like a Disneyfied version, almost of your. I, I don't want to say of your life, but you this this reflects kind of a kind of your uh, a, a much more off the grid kind of uh, upbringing. Can uh, I ask where off the grid? Uh, in the desert near uh, Borrego Springs. So kind of like a deserty area. Yeah, so yeah, very yeah, yeah. kind of like not jungle like this. Um, you know, like I remember watching this is near, like uh, off San Diego, like near Coachella, yeah, maybe see, or, or no. Or, uh, every so time I try to describe where, it's like no, no. <laughs> so were your parents? So yeah. it was Area Fifty One. We know it. So your yes. parents, your parents then were like, they, they were like scavengers, and they built things too or or no they they uh they did uh it was like a property that had a gas pump on it that had oh. been used as some sort of like little like side of the road store at some oh. some point wow. in the past and wow. so the property itself we lived in a trailer on that property so uh, i see okay it was like yeah, but we didn't have a treehouse, which always frustrated me because we did have trees that you could have conceivably made into a treehouse. Yeah, my kids hate me for that. I, I never, I never built the treehouse. I built them as kids, and probably because of this movie we're talking about. But I, I built them for myself. Um, what? When we were when we when we were kids, we would build them. Um, but so you then I, you didn't grow up to build this warm treehouse <laughs> house. I spent so much time building a, just a, a warm, expensive house. I didn't build it, but 
making the houses that I lived in, along with my uh, wife at the time, warm and and uh, Disney like for our children that I didn't have time for. Also, well, they often accuse me of being a cheapskate, which I am. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to. I didn't want to spend my time building a treehouse. I didn't get them a jungle gym. I didn't get them a swing set. These are things I am reminded about about once a month. But, <laughs> still. By at least good. one of them. They're all in their 20s. They still hit me with it. <laughs> See, but this is the stuff that you need to be worried about showing this movie to your kids, not yeah. oh, racism. God, yeah. I want that treehouse. Tree <laughs> I mean, can you imagine the magic of that treehouse? You're like a, a little kid and it's like, oh, look, they built a terrible treehouse. And then the, the mother is like, I can't live here. And mm-hmm. then cut to like six minutes later, uh, <laughs> I assume many days, and you've got a treehouse that, I mean, it's a paradise. It looks it looks like a Disney, like one of their like attractions. Yeah. Oh, sure. Well, yeah. I remember when, when going to Disneyland and going to that, going to the Swiss Family Robinson house and oh, just they being had, like, <gasps> did they have one? They oh, did. Wow. Yeah. They had one. I believe it still exists in the. Uh, I feel like I'm. This is honing in on the territory of a, like a Gardner's show, but uh, yeah. But they, but, yeah. they, but they still have this attraction, and I believe at Disney World, it's been. It was replaced in '99 by the Tarzan House. It was the Tarzan House. I've for, been up some steps and some different layers and something that looks kind yeah. of jungly. Sure. Uh, yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Gosh, I would yeah. have loved to have gone into the Swiss Family. Yeah, this one was at the uh, at Disneyland, and I think that it's gone. I'm pretty yeah. sure, but I'm not like a, a yeah. Disney we'll we'll, we'll ask we'll ask we'll ask we'll ask Scott Carter. <laughs> it became Tarzan, <laughs> and then now it's and now it's been closed completely, and as of like a year or two ago. Uh, mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, it's um, pulling in those podcast the ride. But fans specifically here, but, but, that the uh, the wheel to um, pull the water through the refrigerator. Oh, yeah. That oh, yeah. thing was the there. invention. Well, yeah. Dick Van Dyke had his weird egg-making machine in Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. You know, the Rube Goldberg, I think, makes it pretty much of an appearance with any inventive, you know, father figure. Um, but no uh, women, huh? Women? No, no, women anything? don't. Women can't invent anything. Boys, <laughs> boys, uh-huh. and uh, and only boys and uh, men invent cool things. Mm-hmm. The yeah. women, that 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 woman is. However, we can talk, but that woman is uh, is a mom, and that's it. I don't yes. think she serves well, any other. Also... Per- she brings heart, you know. She brings heart. Love. She brings fear of lizards. She screams every time she sees a reptile. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, that's a that's fair. I, yeah. I just the warmth comes from mother, you know. Yeah, the, the, the piano, the piano playing. I mean, the yeah. organ playing. Yeah, um, but did you think of the piano a little bit right there? Or like, how did you get this all the way from the beach? I mean, it, it was on the boat and they, there's a very inventive, once again, boys who got it mm-hmm. on the shore. Um, and not since the piano has it had such a great emotional effect. <laughs> 
Yeah, they, uh, much the, better deal for her though. I think <laughs> this movie, in case you haven't seen Swiss Family Robinson, and this is actually a movie where uh, lately I've been saying like, run out and see the movie before you listen to this discussion. I think you might be okay to actually listen to this discussion before <laughs> Swiss Family Robinson. I think it might help, <laughs> yeah, because then yeah, it'll make it yeah. feel more, more. You'll have things to look for. You you have things to yeah. look, you might have things to look for. This movie be this is based on a novel, eighteen twelve novel. Uh, yeah. uh, family, uh, they're they're uh, they're on their way to new guinea that is correct yes, yes. they're on their way to new guinea are and they and, the, and a shipwreck occurs and mm-hmm. uh in the wake of the shipwreck they wash up on an island uh, they yeah. have to they have to Unnamed get themselves island, which is tobago i guess we're in, shot into in in tobago 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 okay, okay. Um, tobago okay tobago. And uh, Travago. Click in, click out, check in, check out. I don't know. Travago. I don't know. Uh, so they, they wash up like sort of near the island and they have to get from this boat. First, they have to get from the boat to the island, them and a bunch of animals. And then they have to learn to survive on this island with only well, the contents of a giant uh, boat, with only all the tools. It's like Castaway, except they have an entire boat's worth of. Yeah, they uh, they uh, they had a whole hardware store to go to yeah. every day if they wanted to. I mean, they did a great job. I mean, they were inventive young people, which I think was one of the life lessons of any any sort of moralistic Disney movie is you have to be uh, self-sufficient and mm-hmm. uh, and mm-hmm. inventive and uh, and then love is what um, pulls us all together. So mm-hmm. if you if these elements appeal to you, run out and see this movie right away. I mean, yeah. nobody. These are all yeah. good values in in theory. Right. Uh, the, oh, the, and if nobody seems to be around, it's yours. <laughs> yeah. 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 No, you get to have it. I mean, this was also an era where I'm sure and I'm not my brain isn't thinking of it, but I think Disney movies, you know, I'm thinking about sort of like Daniel Boone or Davy Crockett or something, Buena Vista Properties or something like that, mm-hmm. that they must have had where, yeah, you can just go out into the woods and build your cabin and it's yours. So mm-hmm. yeah. that the, the the American spirit of uh, um, the what are they what did they call that when a massive, manifest what, destiny the manifest destiny yeah thank you uh, when you can you run out and take whatever you want <laughs> just take it well it's like a calamity Jane that's another yeah. like wonderful creating oh, yeah. a home yeah. uh, sequence with they're painting the windows and putting the curtains up and building a lesbian home yeah uh, oh yeah love i mean the the feeling oh, well, i gotta I see have this movie now about... oh you know calamity jane <laughs> thank you for bringing that up I, now i'm gonna go watch it that, <laughs> oh my because... god it's so terrible in so many ways where it's like oh finally she's dressed like a girl i can love her <laughs> oh yeah but... <laughs> you're you're talking about the doris day version am i right yes 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 yeah. oh my yes. goodness i have the record of course but the so that's the thing that the other thing that I wanted to talk about with Swiss Family Robinson for me personally, mm-hmm. um, I was going to bring up this movie uh, um, that is not a kid movie called Freebie and the Bean. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, I, uh, Freebie and the Bean uh, was, uh, you know, these, uh, uh, it's Arkin and, and James Kahn are cops. Oh. It's mm-hmm. got, I think, a one star, two star in the Rotten Tomatoes. It's mm-hmm. from the 70s. Uh, I love this movie. The, the partnership is fantastic. 
it is pretty salty. Um, anyway, um, they have to chase down a, a possible hitman who who is going to kill someone at the Super Bowl, probably the president, I don't remember. Um, uh, <laughs> yeah. And so they're running all over, I think, uh, fuck, San Francisco, I don't remember. Um, and they're running all over looking for this hitman. And at one point they get a lead that leads them to this 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 guy sitting in a bathtub. And uh, if you can imagine a fairly stereotypical queeny person, uh, uh-huh. you would hear this person say, uh, you know, something sexual to them, like one of you is hot or something. And then it's like, I don't know what you're talking about. I'm not going to help you. Anyway, the the guy is a very smooth, uh, a twinky looking young, a young fellow who sits in a bathtub. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so cut to the end of the movie and they're they're chasing They've heard about the hitman. They found the hitman. It's at the Super Bowl. They've got to. They've got to go get him. And uh, Alan Arkin's left behind. And James Conn keeps going, running, running, running. Someone's taking shots. They run into a bathroom, and there's a beautiful woman in there. And the beautiful woman is like, "What are you doing in here?" And then they get into a fight. And this woman. She fights like a dancer. She's it's very alluring. And then her hair gets ripped off, and it's the guy from the bathtub. Oh. And this gender bending moment stuck. In, I'm trans. I don't know if your audience knows this. I'm a trans woman, a proud trans woman. But this gender bending moment, um, it was it had stuck with me. It's been inside mm-hmm. me for so long. And um Paula Pell found me the still of exactly that moment where she's getting ready to kick James Kahn in the face. And mm-hmm. uh, she's a very good fighter. And the, and the person who played this woman, I forget her name right now, but she went on to be a, she's a famous, uh, most of her work was impersonation. Uh, she was on soap operas. I think she probably was used to the big reveal, like, you're not a, you're not a woman, you're a man. Uh-huh. And I don't know her actual gender or what she, uh, his, his actual gender. I don't, I don't think she was, he was even trans. Wow, confusing. Um, but um, anyway, cut to, uh, I mean, not cut to, but, but Swiss Family Robinson has this thing that Mm -hmm. I love. Um, And it's the girl playing the boy. I I love the, the, um, the gender confusion of this movie and this boy that they rescue from the pirates in the beginning is so soft and, and cute as a boy. Mm -hmm. And it's like, and I'm sure as a kid, I I, I was not like okay, they they got they've rescued a boy, and as we discover later in the movie, they get into a fight and the someone grabs the because they think it's a boy, you can punch him or something. Uh, <laughs> right. They they, they grab <laughs> yeah. his they grab his hair or something, and then the wig comes off or the hat the disguise comes off and just a hat. Some, just oh, a okay. hat. Oh, the hat does it. Yeah, the hat did it. <laughs> and it's like oh, this is a girl, and they ever and and immediately. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Immediately the codes are uh, the code switch. She wants to be a delicate flower and and they want to take care of her. But uh so so there is no mixing of the sexes. That that part I'm not is excited about. It's the beginning part 
that when I thought about Swiss Family Robinson to talk about on this show, that's the main thing I think about is this mm -hmm. moment where um, they rescue this boy who I really identified with. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and yeah. then turns out I was right. Um, mm -hmm. And I'm just waiting for people to treat me the way they treated her later. I know. Yeah. I mean, that's right? a pretty, that's a, that, that's a, that's a fair uh, w way to explain it is like the, how, how completely they just, Oh. Their, their behavior is completely transformed from being like, yeah. What a! I mean, they're they're making fun of this who they think is a boy. Yeah, being yeah. like, look at this little gay, ugh, right. like <laughs> not straight up, straight up saying good. sissy and yeah, right, yeah. right, yeah, a bit of a they're, sissy, yeah. yeah, yes, yes. Like they're not they're not using terms of hate, but they're yeah. doing some hate. To be like this, well, that's not a man. Which is weird that Tommy Kirk was gay and had oh, many wow. issues. Yes, wow! Many issues Wait, Tommy Kirk is the is the, the younger, younger brother. brother. Oh, wow! Mm -hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. And not yes. only that, not only gay, but yeah. kind of, but out, sort of, or, or sort of, um, um, uh, not out, but not as discreet as uh, as all that. For yeah, 19, well, there's uh, a there's actually there's actually a, a a story that I can just read because it's. It's maybe the most Hollywood story. <laughs> it's oh, like, so, yeah. so the misadventures of Merlin Jones in 1963, Tommy Kirk was 21 and he began a relationship with a 15 year old boy. Okay. And, uh, the, the mom of this boy told Disney okay. and then they decided not to renew his contract and then Walt Disney personally fired Tommy Kirk. Oh. But then Merlin Jones was a hit and they went, eh, we'll get you back. <laughs> uh, those were different times. Different times. Different. He's like, you're terrible. What? Uh, okay. oh, well, actually, I don't know if those are different times. Are they different times? I, no, I, don't I mean, know. the moral is always money. It is interesting, though, that those Disney movies were also like, like because they were kid family movies, they were they were stories of manners, and so they yeah. were constantly learning how to um, act around, you know, respect your grown ups and and act this way around women. Yeah, they 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 uh, they really completely um, uh, held up the scaffolding of our old codes. Boy. Yeah, which is which freaks me out more watching that stuff. Uh, you know, sort of the the gender dynamics of old movies worries me more than the pirates because it's more plausible that you could actually believe this because people still believe this so strongly. Yeah, now since I've transitioned to, especially, I see a sort of. I mean, this is old as Hollywood, but just sort of gender dynamics are just reinforced over and over again mm -hmm. in every movie from every uh, uh, still to this day and it can be a little every once in a while it can take me out of a movie or, or be a little upsetting for me personally to like watch this like even a, a classic romance to me sometimes i'm just like huh this i can suspend my own feelings but but so, and I can, the way uh, I always like to look at someone like Tennessee Williams, the way someone like Tennessee Williams can take their real feelings and, and place them into a straight context or something. Mm -hmm. um, I can do that. I can, I can do that. But sometimes I do get taken out of things like 
oh, this doesn't really apply to me and appeal to me in this way. But, um, but yeah, some of these gender bending, and and I think Disney did it a lot. Shakespeare did it, so maybe that's where they got it mm-hmm. from. But, but they like this sort of like like tomboy stuff. Um, oh yeah. And I think a lot of girls probably identified with that too. Now, this girl is, the girl in this is not a tomboy. Her hands are soft, as was pointed out by the guy. She's a sissy. Um, Grandfather. She had to do a lot of. Day of work in his life. Yeah, yeah. She had to do a lot of uh, running around in boys' clothes. And, you know, I don't know. There's something about the mixing up of genders that it's been delved into, I'm sure, by theorists and probably even, Mm -hmm. you know, all kinds of critics. But I feel like there's a deeper dive than just, you know, the crying game and, and Victor Victoria. Mm -hmm. There, I feel like, I feel like there's a a lot of this going on in Hollywood. And I don't know if it's because the creators and the creative people wanted to see it, or they just thought that it was funny and fun or, you know. Well, maybe it's, it's like, there's a tension to it. Like it's dangerous territory to be like the minute when I think you're a boy, I have all these attitudes. And then 30 seconds later, you're a different person to me is like, okay, so you're kind of admitting this is all made up because this is the same person sitting here. Right. So it's, it's like with, I think not with no intent of doing that, just with the, with being American and being like, oh, this, this, you'll all understand this. It's the weirdness of like the creators of this understood that we would understand. But if you really think about it, it's like that it's all made up, I guess. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't imagine Disney to be that subversive. No, Um, I don't think so. (laughs) uh, I remember if you remember, there's a comedian named Joel Hodgson, um, uh, he did Mystery Science Theater, if you know what that is. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, it was a stand-up. And he once told me that um, that Mary Poppins was a subversive anti-banking movie. And mm. yeah, you can see that that way. But you can also just see it as sort of a renewal of a very, uh, of the banking system. Yes, there are, there are, there are some old timers who in that movie, and I'm sort of forgetting it, there's some old timers in that movie who who just nod their head and aren't willing to take risks. But the mm-hmm. true but the true capitalist is someone with more vim and vigor and a risk taker. And mm-hmm. I think I think Joel always thought that it was just a criticism of banking. And I just think it's like, <laughs> no, it's it's a criticism of 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 uh not being a risk taker and a mm-hmm. and, and having fun with banking. <laughs> yeah, <I don't>, you know, <laughs> you're not Wolf of Wall Street enough. Yes, yes, for yes. yourself. Yeah, yes, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's actually what led to the to finance. That movie led to the financial crisis in 2008. Yeah, that's, that's exactly. You can, you can trace yeah. it to that. McKay's got to get on. Yeah. He's got to start the story back there. You got to start at Mary Poppins. If you you're get right. The full, you're the right. That, that, I mean, that, watching it yeah. when I was a kid, I was really struck by by how ridiculous the suffragettes were depicted yeah yeah they're, and they're i didn't comical. know yeah that i that like it took me years to be like oh what why are you making fun of suffragettes 
Well, and you know what's funny? It's like you can watch that movie 20 times up until probably your first history class in late high school or college and not know at all what they're for. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they're, they're, they're like, for women's for women. rights or votes for women, <laughs> yeah. but you're like, votes for women. okay, I don't know what's going on here. <laughs> yeah, but it's like, I don't think this lady should vote. She seems to just be, like have a high-pitched voice and be stupid. This lady should shut shut the hell up is what I think. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of, that's sort of the message. We are women. I mean, I guess you could you could also read it as like, well, Mary Poppins is, is a, uh, a single woman who has all these uh, magical abilities as, you know, freedoms, you could say. She and is the strongest. The, yeah, female. she totally is. Yeah, I mean, and so it's, so it's, uh, so it's, uh, the Hills Are Alive. What's her name? She Julie is, Andrews. Julie Andrews is very strong too. Yeah. Well, her inability to just toe the line is her is her superpower that she's yeah. like. I'm also not a Nazi, by the way. Yeah, I'm not a Nazi, and I don't think I'm a nun. I mean, good choices. Yeah. Good really. choices. Interesting choices. <laughs> good I really choices. love that that other movie, which has nothing to do with it, but just as an aside, uh, Nun Story, the Audrey Hepburn movie. Oh, Which is actually yeah. way I, better. I, I, I think I've seen that, but I don't. Yeah, I, 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 don't, I have a very vague memory of that. It's. I mean, she also decides not to be. She a nun, decides not is, to be a nun. Yeah. Yeah. Which yeah. is a startling move for that era of movies where it was like what song of Bernadette, like the like become mm-hmm. or the what's the one with? Um, I'm more of a song of Bernadette. I like it when they <laughs> stay a nun. I know yeah, you do. Yeah. When they die a nun. <laughs> you liked Sally Field when she flew as one. Yeah. Which, uh, yeah, uh, yeah, playing the flying yeah. nun. Um, I don't, you know, it's. A, I guess it's an interesting question because you can re- read and reread any movie. And I don't know if there's much intentional, deep theme, <laughs> thematic work happening in a movie like Swiss Family Robinson. But it is there now, yeah. really, when you look at it. Right. I feel like... The idea of these boys looking at someone and going, oh, this is, you know how when we we wanted a girl? Yeah. We, we were hoping yeah. to meet a girl and gosh, this isn't a girl, but it's pretty close. So they're already attracted. It's tantalizingly close. <laughs> so they're attracted. They're, they're, attra- they're they are, they are, they are, I would say homosexually attracted to, 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 yeah. uh, to, uh, to, uh, to a, to a boy psychologically yeah. to the point yeah. of like come t- take a bath with us no i don't want to take a bath with you okay we'll yeah. throw a rock at you yeah, yeah that's you know. pretty that's yeah uh, but I, I mean, think, but this, I think may all, this is all like, accidental, but it's fascinating. Accidental. It is fascinating. The the bath area, the the getting ready to take a bath, <laughs> that is a fascinating moment in the movie. And I watch it now differently because I didn't know what was, I didn't know what was going to be revealed. Probably when I was a kid, but now mm-hmm. I know that she's a girl, and they build this tension around this bath moment. And maybe the audience and the parents and everyone kind of is ahead of that. I guess they probably are. Um, I wasn't probably as a, you know, a seven-year-old or whatever. Mm-hmm. So uh, mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't have known. I I mean, you got to, to me, you have to go inside the, for me, it's fascinating to go inside the movie. So they have to cast this person. And mm-hmm. um, there's a British movie called, I'm, I will not remember. It's a very, <laughs> this movie is, is, is not really known. I think it's called I Am a Woman or call me woman. 
And it's about a trans. Oh, it's a, it's a the trans documentary. Or no, no, it's a movie. It's a, it's a, it's a fictional a, movie. Yeah. And it's about a, 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 a person who transitions. And um, to sell this to, 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 to people, they had to cast someone who, when she gets there, um, is a beautiful woman, you know. Mm-hmm. And, and so, so the guy that this person's playing, and it's an actor, I think it's a guy, um, he just has that, those features. So when they go out to look for this woman in uh, this girl in Swiss Family Robinson, you know, they're looking for a kind of softy looking boy in the first place. I mean, a, a, a girl that sort of is a bit of a, like, can pull this off. Someone who's a mm-hmm. little, when she does finally get in the full, you know, female garb that is magically sewn for her to fit perfectly. Yeah. <laughs> um, or is it that they're attracted to women who are exactly the same as their mom? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, that that's what really pull, pull, pulls the trigger when she walks down the steps and they see her now, their mother. That's, mm-hmm. that's old Freud, I guess. I don't know. Who cares? I guess. Um, why not? Throw that in there, too. Yeah. Why? Uh, I, but I think you're right. No writers or anyone was thinking about any of these deep things. I just do like to think about the makeup trailer. And what are we going to do to this girl? Oh, she's a cute little girl, but oh, we can boy her up. We'll give her this little haircut. Uh, we'll put some smudge on her face. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, um, we can make her a boy. And I just, I don't know. That's that's a fun thing to think about what goes into that movie is that they've got to do this little fun game with gender. And uh yeah, I, I, and again, it's deeper for me in just a fun game of gender. There's something very attractive about tomboys in movies. I think that's why I did like Pippi Longstocking, even though that's a hard watch these days. The the old original Pippi. It doesn't Longstock. hold up the old uh, the old Pippi. Uh, they're rough. I mean, if you like Mentos commercials. <laughs> then mm-hmm. you will like you will like them. Um, I don't think I've are. ever seen an old an old people. Uh, strangely enough, the director of this film, Ken Anakin, uh-huh. his filmography is like a a, a spe- is a perfect sp- uh, cross section specimen of this kind of movie I'm talking about. This oh. su- Sunday afternoon boring, uh, yeah. magnificent men in their flying machines. Yeah, oh. the uh, the dastardly yeah. Das- the dastardly dads in their you know uh, whatever machines or whatever. You know, Great that, race, that, I love them uh, all. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. Uh, he he directed the the, the uh, the an 80s version of uh, Pippi Longstocking, the new adventures of Pippi Longstocking. So which I've another, seen. That's the one my kids have seen. And it's still mm-hmm. it's still pretty crazy. Um, I like the the little girl in the eighties one. She's a she's a real she's a real Pollyanna. Um, the, the tomboy thing. I mean, it, it is so. I mean, I'm thinking back to when I was a kid. When I was a kid, the number one show on TV was when I was little was Punky Brewster. Yeah, kind of yeah. a tough. Uh, yeah, uh, tough. Did you get a makeover? She's, was there a makeover? Uh, there may be a makeover. There may be a makeover episode. And then the one that I can remember from when I was younger was because it play, used to play on cable a lot was a movie called Just One of the Guys. Oh, yeah, and, yeah. And that's a movie. Jenner, where was that Jennifer Grey, maybe? I don't think it was Jennifer Grey. Let me see who was in Just One of the Guys. I, f- I forget what the reason is that she has to like like uh, hide out in high school as a as a boy and like be in the boys' locker room or whatever. Right. So right. it's some like at Hot 
for children? It's it's some like it hot for children. Some hot like it hot. Her name was uh, Joyce Heiser, is, oh, the, okay. uh, is the actor. But um, uh, this movie I found very alluring. The I, f- I found the uh, very sexually charged. Just one of the guys is it? And I I, mm. I I I don't know if it was a combination of sexually charged or just what I identified with. Uh, if you go to Valley Girl, or wait, what's the what's the um, Cusack it- one? Uh, no, but it might have been Valley Girl. One of them has this kind of like best friend who's like a car mechanic with blonde hair, short blonde hair. Which one is that? Is that mm. is that is that Valley Girl or is that the Cusack one? That's not Valley Girl because I mean a there lot is a Cusack one where there's out. a French there's a French girl who works on cars. Um, uh-huh. I don't know. There, 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 there's something obvious. I look that that's that's not me or anything. That's universal. There is an appeal to women who are. Tom boys. I mean, mm-hmm. they're in lots of films. Yeah. Um, it's the, yeah, it's the switching, the ops, absolute switching. But I do feel oh, like yeah, it's I. Flash dance. Yeah. 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 I feel yeah. like I just tend to identify with tomboys um, very much, you know. So I think that's part of the, the appeal for this movie for me. Yeah. I think that part of it to me was the, <laughs> the, the makeover element. Like yeah. I was, I and still am so accustomed to seeing the reveal of the pretty version. Yeah, yeah. Uh, which in and of itself is a horrifying concept that like, oh, there's a pretty version of you. If you would just stop wearing <laughs> pants and glasses, there's a pretty version. There's a makeup yeah. version of you. Yeah. And uh, I think that is, you know, as a, as a girl in a conflicted girl body, you know, like young young girls have so many issues that being like, oh, I'm watching all these movies where people are literally wearing whalebone corsets to yeah, hold themselves yeah. together and then wondering like, why don't I look like that? It's like, right. must have been true then, was true for me as a kid. And, you know, I don't think that the, like the the makeover part of it was the big in this and Calamity Jane just being like, oh my god, I can't wait for the scene where they fix. It's the 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 house in Calamity Jane getting fixed up and painted is equivalent to Calamity Jane getting fixed up and painted, because the same thing happens in in both situations. It's like, oh, now it's going to be feminine and good, right? Instead of it's always like it's always like beauty in the it's, everything's like beauty and the beast with these things. Yeah, uh, that's that's why I like the 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 surrealist one, the, the French one, because the oh, reveal, yeah. the the reveal at the end, the woman is like, oh, and and there's something about when you take these tomboys <laughs> and you you take these tomboys and you gussy them up and make them pretty. We all want to see it, and it's like, ah, thank you. But there's a little bit of like. Oh, kind of. <laughs> I don't know. Now, yeah. now she's just a regular old girl. <laughs> I don't yeah. know. I mean, as a trans woman who did not experience a lot of entirely different kinds of pressures as a kid, but the same kind of pressures as you, and I, I, the the dressing up part sometimes is alluring just because it's transformative, you know, yeah. to to, to yeah. go through that change. But in general, my mind tends to always stick with the tomboy say calamity doris day is way more interesting as as yes uh, as the guy 
Um, Way more interesting. That, yeah. Yeah. Uh, then, then once I had a secret love. Oh, my God. <laughs> but that's the thing is like by giving up your masculinity, you become less interesting and you become subordinate to men is the lesson yeah. over and over. It's like you can be a tomboy for a little while, but then you get married and you have a romance and then you're subordinate from then on. That is that is clearly what's going on in these things. And then, and then you have to ask yourself, like, is there something about femininity that is weaker and less powerful? Or obviously we did not, we, we just made it this way. And I think a lot of, if you transition, Mm -hmm. you discover, you discover so much more your male privilege. <laughs> if you transition ah. male to female, you discover uh-huh. so much more your male privilege just by suddenly being in the world in a different way. And, um, mm-hmm. and, it, and it truly comes to bear in almost every second of your life. And it, I, there's a lot of trans theorists, I think, who would say being feminine, being um, uh, sort of what I would call maybe ultra feminine, possibly even stereotypically feminine, um, needs to be reclaimed as a powerful place. I know that there's a theorist, maybe a comedy writer too, named Attock, I think, or something, uh, who wrote Sissy. And uh, they're all about sort of reclaiming pure femininity as a, as a power source and mm-hmm. not as a subjugation. So I don't know. This is a deep conversation for a pretty dumb Disney movie. <laughs> No, I think, but I don't think, I think that that's what it provokes because it's like, these are our American values that are being reassessed right now is like, is this, is the highest level of achievement being a mom of boys who immediately prays about everything? And it's like, I can't live in this home and cries constantly. Is that the highest level of achievement as a woman? And the movie says, yes, that is the highest level of achievement because the girl- Yeah, for a woman. For a man, it's to go out and take what you deserve. Yeah, go to college. You get to go work for the boss. You get to make your own. She's like, oh, I'm going to go to college with with the younger son. We're going to go to school. And then she's like, you know what? I changed my mind. I'm going to be part of this colony and have babies. Yeah, That is a tragic moment when she's, it's like, just go, just leave, just go away. Yeah, go with the gay guy. Go with the gay guy to London and and wear nice hats and become a... Uh God, become a, be so fun. Become go to, go go with uh, the younger boy who truly at the end of the movie enters like Paul Feig. Like he looks like he's, <laughs> he's the most spoke. Really Why, where did he get that? Suddenly he got the most. Somewhere yeah. off of the boat, somebody the most bespoke. There was they some, brought it. They, they were they like, were, "You I need mean, a makeover here." Ten <laughs> minutes later, he was crying about his hat that he made out of straw, yeah. and then and then at the end of the movie, he shows up in the most beautiful tailored outfit. He's right out yeah. of Darby O'Gill at the end of the movie, and uh, yeah, he really uh, is. Oh, also a terrifying movie. Oh, once God, again, so once scary. again, probably the least fun part of me for like wait you're gonna dress like that and go somewhere when you could be in this treehouse the rest of your life what are you doing (laughs) yeah but with your parents with your parents forever i think because i did grow up kind of like sort of on this this like there were similarities with my dad being like well you know we should just start our own world here and the idea that that he just got to leave i was like oh that's so fun though 
like why wouldn't you want to go with them when you have the opportunity yeah yeah we yeah, all bring stuff to movies that is do. us. And that's part we of do. the premise of this podcast is like, what are those things? Like it, 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 it's not, I think there's an idea that like, there's like the God's view of film. That is the way a lot of film criticism is written. And there's an absurdity to that. It's mostly men writing it. It's mostly, right. and it's, and it's this attitude of like, well, this is a great film. I've decided I know. And I think kind of what you're talking about of like, is is femininity automatically weak it's like is is emotion is sort of like being physically attached to things is that weak or is that how i'm attaching to oh, art i think that's is, a very yeah i think that's a very good point because i do think the history of criticism is to pull sort of emotion out of mm -hmm. the work and these disney movies are built around if it's if it's not the most healthy emotion to create these stereotypes, but the emotion in it is safety, warmth, family, mm -hmm. and what, and, and, and they, so, so they're, they're always sort of like, there's danger, but the family will, will come together and, and, uh, and it'll be warm and safe yeah. and friendly. We'll be safe. And, yeah. and, and so that's mawkish maybe, or, or, um, sentimental to, to some people. Um, but I've never been, I've never, I've never liked the kind of cold intellectual strain in, in any rock music or film criticism. It's like they, it's like, it's not understanding this whole other dimension that, yeah. you know. Yeah. Well, sort of like removing it from the context that you're in. It's like, yeah. it's part of it is, is you like, you know, you're like Dorothy McGuire is probably going to mom it up in this movie yeah. like i already knew that going into this which other yeah. people would have at the time known as well exactly and you're you're judging the movie with i think the, when i listen when people say like you got to listen to this xyz podcast they're so good at analyzing movies then i'll <laughs> listen to it and it's like they're talking like the people in the movie are real people. Like, like it's, <laughs> you're allowed to interpret it as an artwork, and and you know, and you don't have to be literal about the about the the film. You know, you can. Well, right. I feel that you, way you about know. a lot of movies that they're they're real people. <laughs> Speaking of which, do you find I'm I'm curious about because you, you've talked about uh, uh, Harper, you've talked about this building, this industrious building kind of quality. Right. And you have a completely different angle of this in that this is you've ex, you experienced almost in your upbringing. You had some version of this uh, 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 or whatever. <laughs> this movie relates to some version of your upbringing. This has no connection to my upbringing. When I see people living off the grid and building a treehouse, I have zero instinct to want to live that way ever in my life. Is this wow. a way is this a way that you would want to live? Have you ever been tempted with your own kids in your own life to be like, let's just get out of here and live? in the you know oh 100 in fact i've done it i mean that mm -hmm. that i i moved this this house that i live in up here in upstate new york uh is it's not off the grid but it's two hours outside of the city i meant to move the compound of family to to this land there's land there's barns there's there's a house and i and we redid the entire house and i did a lot of the work myself so yeah i have that impulse quite a bit i mean again nesting and building are two of my favorite things i tried it and in the desert um mm -hmm. if you watch the upcoming documentary with will ferrell and myself um mm -hmm. I'm, I'm i'm plugging it 
as if it's going to exist sometime. <laughs> well, the, fi- it will. This film is, this the strike will be shot. over. It's you can not- pre-plug. It's shot. It's shot. It's been edited. Uh, I've seen a two-hour version. I'm not ashamed of it. It's not. I, I don't love looking at myself, but welcome to being a female. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. But uh, the desert house plays a part in the documentary that I won't go into. But but I've tried to like recreate and build. And, and I used to travel across the country and would be in the smallest of small towns and look at an old abandoned bank building or, mm-hmm. or house and say, oh, I could take that over and that would be where I would live. So it's yeah. definitely inside of me. I'll say this, Ryan, I'm trying to get away from it a little bit because mm-hmm. it it created a very isolated world for me. The The Swiss Family Robinson's that's an interesting thing to talk about. <laughs> when you've decided that you want to live on an island by yourself, the motive is uh, to build a colony. I mean, they say it at the end. It's like, there's going to be a colony here and yeah. you may be mayor and <laughs> it's going to be a part mayor. of it's yeah. going to be a part of like, that's like a downer. It's like, it's like mm-hmm. suddenly there's going to be a society. It's like, wait, I have... 20 acres and they're building an apartment complex next to me. Right. What's happening? <laughs> this is not, this is not what I bargained for. Uh, and so what is it about human beings that want that isolation? And in my life, and I'm not saying this is true of other people, but in my life, that was not a good impulse. <laughs> so, yeah. so, yeah. so I don't, so I'm actually, I don't think the nest building is, is going to change, but the, the idea of going to a secret location or a cabin, you know, there's cabin porn. There's all those cabin yeah. things, uh, you know, and there's series where you can watch people building their cabins mm-hmm. off the grid. And um, no, that no longer appeals to me either, Ryan. I mean, it used to. I think mm-hmm. and I, mean, I always they're not, they're, think, not, they're not totally intertwined. You can want it, you can like doing renovation yeah, on your house yeah. and not want to live uh, compl- separated from yeah, society. Nesting yeah, is one yeah. thing and this isolation is another. And I loved yeah. isolation and because I could go to some place in the woods and dress like a woman all the time and you yeah. know, I mean that that made sense to me, but now that makes no sense to me. So it's interesting how that impulse changed. Um but I still do like the treehouse in Swiss Family Robinson. Yeah, yeah but you but you, think, you, well, you would have friends over, have, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. You want to be able to be like. But I think that that is part of that part of that impulse is like something. I mean, at least for at least for my dad, I think that there was something about the way that the world had not he had not functioned with the world in the way that he would have wanted. Yeah, and so he was able to create a world in which the dynamic was the way that he would like. Yeah. And I is that think a, that, is that a good thing? Was that, was it controlling or was it, uh, I mean, the, I, I mean I, you don't have to get, we don't yeah. have to do therapy. We're not, <laughs> let's not do therapy. Let's, let's leave away from that. Well, I, I mean, you're, you're sharing that. I think that, that like pre transition, there were some things that maybe you weren't able to live as, comfortably, but in your isolation, you were able to, and then yeah. maybe by, 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 by finding a way to live more openly, you didn't need that isolation anymore. I don't think my dad, I mean, that's, that's my interpretation of what you said. That could be yeah. really wrong. But I think with my, with my dad, I don't think that that was, that was not a process he was going through. He was like, I'm yeah. good. This is where I am. This is what I want. I, I, you know, everyone else can go to hell. And I think that's, and I've met, I've met people like that, 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 they, they enjoy that separation 
And it's, you're right. It's how they want to be in the world and they're comfortable with that. And I, so my situation was probably just different. Um, But maybe that was that. I mean, I think that that could be part of, part of healing, part of any kind of healing. I think you, you, you have, you have like these delays or for me, and I do go to a therapist is like these moments where you just have to not talk about it. And then you can talk about it. And then you have to not talk about it. Like, it's too much to just be like, okay, you know, like movie style where you say, I made a decision. And then I'm I'm moving to California. It's like, we don't really do that. We go, maybe I'll move to California. Oh, gosh. Two months later, five months later, two years later. Okay, now I'm really ready. Like, that's more, it's more up and down, I think. Yeah. Uh, you know what's fascinating about uh, the, the Swiss Family Robinsons to me, too, is one thing, I hate islands. Really? I mm. do. I, I hate them. <laughs> Are they I scary? Like, I don't want to be on them. I find uh-huh. them to be, back when I did like being isolated, it was always woodsy and out in the middle of nowhere, but it was American uh, usually, too. Um, uh-huh. Islands, Islands are boring to me. Like I've been to some <laughs> islands on vacation, like St. John's uh-huh. or something. And, you know, I mean, if you're just there for a week and you're drinking pina coladas and sitting by pools and going to beaches, it's like, ah, that was nice. But I'm pretty quickly, I can't wait to get back to the land. <laughs> to, 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 yeah. to, you know, I just, I don't like them. I never, I never have liked islands. And so Swiss Family Robinson, I don't know. I don't think that movie appeals to me in that sense at all. Like, really? I don't think, yeah, I think it's it's more about the building, the the very yeah. cool, the cool place. I mean, then, it's so cool. <laughs> it's so cool. <laughs> the the island thing, I, I kind of get what you're saying, because I've, I've only been on one island for any length of time, Oahu. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, and, and it, although it was the most beautiful place I've ever been, there was a kind of... I don't know. It was almost like a deep seated fear of being surrounded by water. I mean, we're all surrounded by water. Right. But mm-hmm. it, was, it was the idea of like, where am I? I need to be like land. I need to be like landlocked. I want to be by more land. You wanna, I, you're afraid it's going to sink or. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> they could, you know, they could. I mean, with climate change, these islands could sink, but mm-hmm. uh, uh, could I. Totally uh, happen. It could. But no, that probably wouldn't have been my fear. Yeah, I, I, there's, there's there's something about the lack of freedom of an island, and I know it's in my head. I mean, this is not mm-hmm. people on islands are free to do as much as I'm able to do in New York State. You know, I mean, it's like I don't but, know. We had to talk to an have you ever, have person. Have you ever heard of the opposite? The the opposite is island fever, which is you get you when you live on an island for a long time. They say you don't want to leave. Sometimes, oh, uh, there's oh, a okay. there's a psycho there's a like a little opposite phobia type thing that can develop like someone could could walk walk to my house yeah <laughs> yeah oh yeah. Yeah. Would be. yeah 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 well, the, the basis of swiss family robinson is robinson crusoe so this yeah this is sort of like when i was reading about it i was like oh yeah i guess i didn't like i read robinson crusoe as a kid and and like mysterious island and those sorts of like uh robert louis stevenson stories and there's something about like the adventure of be- like being alone, having to do it yourself. Yeah. That is sort of like being a child, I think. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree. 
um, it's like, well, it's like, it's like the experience of being a child and then sort of like, it's Peter Panish, but then sort of, I guess sort of the process of making your way like mm-hmm. a child, you know? So, so yeah. that book you said, what was the name of that book? Robinson Crusoe. Robinson Crusoe. I love yeah. that book. I, I love that great. book when I read it. And the favorite part of that book to me is the lists. Mm-hmm. He makes he makes lists of stuff he has. Mm-hmm. All, I, mm-hmm. I, I'm not sure if it's once or twice or all through the book. It's been a long time, but but he'll make like you know I have three boards, I have six nails, I have and those mm-hmm. lists. As a as a, I am a collector, I'm a hoarder of things. Those lists fascinated me, and when I think about, I get anxious about Swiss Family Robinson. They have to go out to the boat to get stuff. Yeah, and it's like. When they blow up that boat, I'm like, but was there more stuff on there? Yeah. Nails. They, did, there were some nails. Did, did they get everything? I get very sort of like nervous about getting rid of stuff that could mm. be used. I, I have uh-huh. a hoarder's mentality brain. That also is kind of actually sliding away as I transition too, which is kind of interesting and fun. I can't speak to the psychology of that. But anyway, mm. it, but, but but this, but, but. But there's this kind of a hoarding mentality that appeals to me in that Swiss Family Robinsons too. Mm-hmm. They keep going back to this boat to get all they can stripped off the boat. And I love that. When I was at SNL, fun story, I would drive my Ford Ranger into the city. I would park on Riverside Drive, which was way up north. And uh, and then I would go to work. And then after work uh, or early in the morning or whatever, at two in the morning, I would make my way back to my truck, subway, sometimes bike or ride, and I would I would dumpster dive. And I loved a dumpster dive because the goal was to take home more than the value of gas. And, uh, <laughs> and so, I, so, so uh-huh. uh, I mean, Seth Meyers used to always, every time we would go eat dinner or something, uh, if I walked out on the street and saw literally anything, he would point at it and go, do you, do you need that lamp? <laughs> Whatever. Because uh-huh. uh, he knows that I'm a trash picker. And uh, boy, that must be a big part of Swiss Family Robinson, why I love that movie too, because mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's what can we recycle and use from the trash, basically. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. that's, and, yeah. and, and it, it, that really appeals to me. I think it still does, although... I'm trying to, 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 to shed it. Uh, mm-hmm. I have friends who actually have had the professional come in and walk them through saying goodbye to things. Oh, the Marie Kondo uh, style. Yeah, I don't, th- yeah. I don't think I'm that bad. I think I've gotten a lot better at just saying, well, there's, there it goes. Can I ask um, a logistical question about this dump, about these dumpster diving days? Did, did, yeah. Did you have, were, were, you, were you living in the house uh, or were, were you bringing this back to an apartment? All the, all the. Back in the East Village, when I lived with my friend, Toby Huss, uh, let's see, already the strongest man in the world. What else are the credits? Oh, uh, oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, Toby Huss, um, terrific actor. Uh, he, we trashed picked all the time and brought it back to our shitty bohemian apartment. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, but this went all the way through to my Victorian house in Montclair and the colonial that I have up here now. I still would do it. My favorite trash picking story is I went to a very she-she um, charity event with Lorne Michaels and 
and uh, Tina Fey and a bunch of higher ups at the, I, I got invited. I think Lauren always was like, oh boy, we got to invite Steele. Uh, <laughs> and I put, and I put the, and I had the tux on, you got to bring the tux and everyone's sitting around the table and all these hedge fund people are, are they're auctioning off like ski resorts you know, stays in ski resorts and hedge fund people are paying a million dollars for it. And it's all going to the Museum of Natural History, I think. And uh, anyway, I get out of the, <laughs> this thing and, and I park like six blocks away and across from my truck, I go, oh my goodness, look at this dumpster. And in my truck, I, I carry a, a, a large collection of, or a, well, no, a small bag of demolition tools. And I get mm-hmm. into the what? truck Wow. I get into I get You're into ready. the I, I get into the dumpster and it's like pre-war building doors with this incredible um hardware on it, doorknobs, hinges. Oh wow. I mean like the kind of thing you would pay hundreds and hundreds of dollars for now, um, just to have like two of these hinges is gonna cost you sixty dollars. Anyway, yeah. So I'm in there, there's a bunch of doors. And I'm in there with my screwdriver and I didn't realize it, but there's this very shishi club, like <laughs> 14 feet away that people are walking in and they're just uh-huh. looking at this guy. I'm a guy at the time. I guess maybe I was a woman at the time. I don't know. It's a whole other podcast. Um, mm-hmm. There's this person in the dumpster in a tux <laughs> tearing, <laughs> tearing into shit. So yeah, going out to that ship in Swiss Family Robinson, I think maybe now that now that I'm thinking about it, might have been the most important part of that movie for me. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. I remember my dad would he would he would uh, he would dumpster dive, and the best thing he ever got was a Raiders of the Lost Ark playset. Oh, oh my boy. goodness. Yeah, yeah. That was wow. really good. I remember the Ark was like a little gold plastic thing and that was Yeah. yeah. I've I mean, coveted the, there's that cool before. stuff in there. <laughs> there is. You got to be willing to dig to dig around. Yeah. Uh, New York is especially good because there's no space, so people have to throw out amazing amazing things. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. But, I can't, I, I've, you know, I've lived in both places and LA is not really good trash picking territory. No. No. The, no, you don't, you don't, uh, you don't. You're go always, you're beaten around. to it and people aren't, I don't know. I, I, I've never really found great stuff in, in, uh, in, uh, but New York City is just a gold mine for amazing trash. I can remember things that I didn't get and it still haunts me. Like there was like a, well, I got, I got drunk with a bunch of like Brooklyn friends. I used to work at Barnes and Noble and we all went down to Chinatown and Canal Street and we got drunk at this place. And, you know, I had to, I was think I was performing pretty broily. You know, like, ha you guys, yeah, yeah, let's get drunk. This is fun. And then I see this wind-up gramophone on the ground. And, was, and nothing could stop me from going over and looking at it. But one of the guys, I'm sure, said something like, look at that fucking thing. And I was like, yeah, it's a fucking thing. And I walked away. And uh, <gasps> oh. and uh, and it's haunted me ever since. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You're like, why? Why did I 30 have to years. Yeah. Why did I succumb to social pressure? Which has been, yeah. yes, yeah. it's like someone's saying yeah. to you like you don't want that now and it's like yeah you're right and then yeah 
Bros, man, they ruin everything. That bros is ruin it. Bros ruin everything. <laughs> Things I didn't pick up at thrift stores does it haunts me almost like bad romantic interactions yeah. or something. Years later, I go, why did I? Why did I say that? Or why did I yeah. not? Why did I not do it? You regret the things you don't do. Yeah, you know, yeah. it's true what they say. Yeah. You yeah. regret yeah. the things you don't do in life. It, dumpster diving applies to that too. Yeah, but that wasn't even a dive. It was just sitting right there. It God. was just right on the ground. I mean, it was, I'm, I'm it was upset. around. It was around <laughs> trash. But I have a collection of seventy-eight records that I could have played on it too. So, it was, and it took me years. I got another gramophone finally in the pandemic. I actually a, a guy had one on Facebook Marketplace, and I went. Uh, I went and picked it up and brought it home and played some records on it. And then I was like, nah, I don't need a gramophone. I immediately put it up and was like, yeah, I don't want this. Yeah. <laughs> so, well, then you got, then you got, yeah, yeah. I mean, you so, have to, you can just press a button on your phone and listen to every song. It's uh, kind hey, of come on yeah, now. No. Don't say that. <laughs> don't say that to me. That doesn't uh, work. Yeah. There's another um, aspect of this movie that I I, I was scrolling through uh, through Letterbox.com to oh, see okay. what the mm-hmm. what is the what is the most uh, liked review of this movie. Uh-huh. I, yeah, I was looking for a contemporary assessment of the movie, and the most liked review is uh, is written by somebody named Michael Strinsky, and it's a funny review. Uh, it says all animals were harmed during the making of this motion picture. <laughs> For sure. For so, sure. Oh, which yeah. leads to the, the, the kind of the animal uh, <laughs> animal presence in the movie, which is plentiful. Yeah. Uh, uh, unnatural. <laughs> unnatural, mm-hmm. all brought to this island and does yeah. harken back to a day of the way you would see animals photographed in movies where you're like, are they being... Uh, treated well. Well, that uh, monkey on the dog was definitely not being treated well. No, but and I was and so it. fascinated by that when I was a kid. I was like, "But the monkey's riding the dog." Yeah, those ostriches so were not being treated well. No, um, no. no. Well, some, of said, tr- some of it's trick for. T- I mean, some of it's like you know, you cut to an animal reacting, and then it looks like they're being shot or whatever. I mean, the, the old tricks, you know. Oh yeah, but, but, but then none of them just... are intentionally harmed. At least <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want to. Um, I don't want to work with animals anymore. I've done it. I did it at SNL a few times and uh, I don't like the world of the animal holders and trainers. I have an idea for a movie I want to make with a bunch of cats, but I have to (laughs) say I would, I would rather like do it through computers because I was, I wrote a sketch called the writing, writing my donkey talk show, political talk show. And it Mm -hmm. was a bunch, it was uh, some of the cast members on writing donkeys talking about politics and uh and dress one of the donkeys slipped and tim meadows fell off and uh, probably the reason why the sketch got on it la- everyone laughed uh then in between dress and air the, the the trainer comes up to me and goes he just menacingly he goes that won't happen again and i was like I'm not sure what that means, <laughs> oh, no. but they shoot them with something so that they're less agitated or something. Oh. And, and uh, Paula Pell sort of put me on to like, don't ever work with animals. Um, okay. And this, and and I'm sure the Disney code of ethics for the sixties was, yeah, just bring the animals in. If they die, you get another one. You know, right. <laughs> same with the kids. Yeah, we got yeah, another one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. There are, there's a bunch of cute kids out there. Oh, uh, so many kids. They're all yeah. good. 
They're all yeah. they're all like good at being into animals. This was uh, something interesting that I found in reading about this movie is that there is a there's actually a term for this. It's a Robinsonade. A Robinsonade oh. is a is a marooned on an island. A oh. term for that. So like yeah. castaway. Wait, it's a Robinsonade. Oh. It's a Robinsonade. And That's then a good there's word. A, it's a great word. And I'm like, how do we not use this word all the time? And then the other one is inverted Crusoeism, which is a J.G. Ballard term uh, where people deliberately maroon themselves somewhere. So it's oh. more the Mosquito Coast or uh, yeah, so <laughs> my <okay>. family, <laughs> like <laughs> just like wanting to get away. And this is unintentional, which then becomes intentional. So it's kind of both. It's kind of uh, yeah. Robinsonade and inverted Crusoeism. Um, but I thought those terms were so significant as kind of like things that Americans are very, very invested in. Like, how, like you can be isolated. How much of it is a choice? How much of it isn't a choice is something that's that maybe not specifically American, but definitely very American because of the amount of space. Yeah, I think it's very American. Uh, it, correct me. I'm going to try to remember Mosquito Coast. Uh, the guy takes his family down there. It's a pretty grueling and rough time of it, but he creates things like hydro dams and ice machines. Yes. But in the but in the end, his Western American tradition sort of gets gobbled up by nature. Is that what happens? Like yeah, they have to leave, he, don't they? They have to leave, and, and he just totally fails. And then the family's like, "You're insane!" Like we oh, okay. finally see yeah. it. Yeah, and then they get, they, River they, Phoenix they come has to, to be like, a, "Let's." The, yeah. There's like a cult leader too down there that's like oh, working okay. with the, with yeah. the I think Andre Gregory. But I was thinking as we were watching this movie the other day, Anne and I, I was like, <laughs> I was like, someone should write a dark Swiss Family Robinson. Yeah. Like this is just right. waiting to be written. And then I, and then yesterday I was like, oh, the mosquito coast. Mosquito coast. coast. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I have a feeling if yeah. if I hadn't transitioned, I'm pretty sure my family would have finally said you're crazy, uh-huh. and and. Uh, and uh, like that, that father. I'm. I'm gonna now. There's a new trans I- interpretation of Mosquito Coast. That dad probably should have transitioned. That's all. That's my new. I mean, I. I think it's. <laughs> I think it's totally a fair point. I think we don't know what people are dealing with internally, right? Right. So you could right. say to some, say like, why is this person so intensely anxious and weird and aggressive right. in strange right. ways? Right. And you don't know what it is. You just don't no, know. No, that's a very, I think it is. I mean, I think Americans have always been accused of it, a kind of desperate restlessness that um, drives yeah. them, you know, and moving every seven years and move and, and drives them out into the wilderness, um, which is actually a propulsion and a, and a um, drive that I love. It's not something mm-hmm. that I, I don't like. Um, it's just, uh, how, what's the healthy version of that? And then what is the unhealthy <laughs> yeah. version yeah. of that? Yeah, that's tricky. That's tricky to know. <laughs> <laughs> this movie kind of also, in addition to, there's, there's, there, we're talking about how it relates to the American story. There is a thematic element of this movie and it's present. It might not be as present in this movie. I, I actually went back and watched the 1940 version of this, which is also on Disney plus, which was an RKO version. It, it was bought by Disney to sort of suppress it 
because right. I don't think they wanted the comparison to this version. But this version was is with Thomas Mitchell in the main part. Great, oh, the great, the great Thomas Mitchell from all the from Stagecoach, all those movies, and then the oh, young wow. the old eldest son played by Tim Holt, who went on to be in Treasure yeah. Sierra Madre. And yeah, wait those, a second, wait a second. This is a later or earlier version. Earlier version. And wow. This, I would say the ways in which it differs is that the sons are more clearly delineated. The eldest son is more of a. Um, He's like, I want to be a soldier and I'm, I'm willing to fight for Napoleon's army. He's I, like a I, militaristic kid. Okay. And then the second, the, the second eldest or the, 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 the middle son is a, um, is a fop. Yeah. Some of mm -hmm. the political themes I think are a little bit clearer in this 1960s one, which is that essentially it turns into let's build a fortress and keep the foreigner out. Yeah. You know, is mm -hmm. kind of the, right. is the, is oh, the, yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, in the end, you are essentially watching Home Alone. It's little children saying like, we're going to yeah. build a trap with tiger." It's like if, yeah. if Macaulay Culkin had tigers in Home oh, Alone. Oh, yeah, it's yeah, like we yeah. Are, the we are building the pirates. A, it is. Home yeah. Alone is it's just colonizing. You know, yeah. It, 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 yeah. It, yeah. I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to go watch this. I love that Thomas Mitchell. Is that his name? I love him. I, he's one of my favorite yeah. actors. I love watching him. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna dig that one up because I've never seen it. Well, the original book, it, there are four sons. So at some point, they were like, oh. "That's just too many sons." Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. nobody wants that, that other it, one. Yeah, that version it's, doesn't have any of the any of the pirate stuff. The main thing is them getting bit by spiders. It's really them surviving the elements is more the I drama. I see more Robinson Caruso. Yeah, but it yeah. is it is. I I thought about these sons, and I think about these sons almost in the context of like of like of like incels <laughs> now or, yes. or, or the idea of like, of like b b these boys that are like, oh, I'm going to pick up a gun and that's what I'm going to do. Uh, it, it's, it's interesting to kind of look at these kids and go like, Oh yeah, that youngest kid is like, you can see st st it's the same kind of American boy has always existed in a weird yeah, way. Yeah. I think, you, I think, I think movie. the colonizing thing, like the family unit as a colonizer is mm -hmm. sort of a general, um, dream and drive of a, an American citizen. Like you want to, you want your castle, you want your house and you want to mm -hmm. protect it. So you put a fence around it. And you know, that, I think that's any, any place that probably values private property. Um, mm -hmm. So, so like you go, you go to this Island, this is Stanley Robinson and, and immediately declare that, that, this island is for nobody else. This is private property now. <laughs> and yeah. this is my, and this is our domain. So yeah, I think that is, I, th I like the home alone analogy too, because it is like all the fun traps of keeping out the comedy villains is, is pretty much the same, you know? It also yeah. has, I think in common with, with home alone or in <laughs> and other movies that have to do with kind of, isolated families it's like you need some you need something attacking you to bond together yeah that there's that you yeah. that just like the elements doesn't quite cut it you need like pirates you need to be like the other is yeah. bad truly kill, so, killing the brown other is the family bonding activity of yeah. this it's yeah. what brings <laughs> this family fun. together it's super fun it's great it's like well, we don't then, go bowling we kill and then it's we and then it's sort of justified at the end when the big general or the captain or whatever that they the uh he's not a captain he's the one above it um 
uh, he says, we won't be here by yourself. We're going to build a colony here. And yeah. <laughs> that, that, uh, regardless of maybe who might have ever been there, <laughs> yeah. this is just going to be full on Britain. We're going to just build a colony. Um, yeah. Because, hey, we like they don't they don't go look. They're just like, no, there's no one else here. There's no Let's one try else to account. forget. Let's try to forget some of those impulses and those <laughs> good, warm family nesting movies. Um, I mean, she brought a whole chest of dresses and then randomly ran into one woman who would fit into those dresses. That is I, just. There's well. a line. I think there's a line where she says, I'm glad you made this fit or something. There was one uh-huh. line, I think. So. But yeah. she did a very good job, yeah. Um, she really does. Well, I mean, she's had a bunch of children, so she, her waist is is nineteen inches. Where the yeah the did, girl is. Did anyone notice? <laughs> did anyone notice that her teeth were not that great? Which oh, one? the mom. The mom or yeah, the, the the mom. Her teeth were not Hollywood present day white. Oh wow! They were they were yeah. kind of they were kind of enameled with a a, a slight yellowish, and I was like. No, that 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 wouldn't that wouldn't make it now. No, well, they're all sort of yellow. Like there's a yellow yeah. tint to these movies that oh, maybe, is maybe, not yeah. very maybe. attractive. It could be the film stock. I also it's think the, John yeah. Mills. I'm like when I see John Mills in a movie. You were talking about John Mills shirtless, and I've seen him shirtless in multiple British films. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, are, are they trying to sell this guy as a yeah. sexy lead of a movie? Yeah, because, because he looks never, like a. Cr- no, he looks like a craggly old guy you don't want to see naked. He's in a movie uh-huh. called um, Ice Cold and Alex, which is a, an old J. Lee Thompson movie. It's one of my favorite British movies. It's like a North African uh, World War II movie. And he's paired with Sylvia Sims, who's like one of the most beautiful women I've ever seen in a movie. And you're like, you're, I was tr- I'm truly in shock. Like, oh, they're supposed to be like lovers <laughs> in the movie. It's like, yeah, he's it's he's not a lover. He, he's not a lover, but but I could see him in a uniform, you know, as, a, yeah. as a, in a war movie or something. Um, yeah, I don't know his work that well. Uh, the other the the handsome boy, the the Dano from Hawaii Five O. Um, oh sure, yeah, yeah. He is the Dano. He was yeah. in a lot of these era movies. I think you know he was like he was like a Kurt Russell type. I think that did. Mm-hmm. That did a lot of that work. He'd be interesting. I, I he disappeared. I think after Dano. I don't know what happened to him. Maybe I'm probably wrong. He probably did TV for another twenty years. Probably, yeah. Seventies TV and then died. That's what yeah. most of these people did. Seventies yeah. TV and then bye forever. And then, yeah. yeah. Well, um, I would like to uh, voice my mama panic attack assessment. Oh my yeah, okay. MPA rating for this yeah. movie. Okay. Um, <laughs> so, um, and you're welcome to as well. Any parents are allowed to give their, um, their rating. So I do it on I'll a just, scale. I'll of, just shut up. I'll just shut of, up through this. Yeah. yeah well, yeah. you know, well, get you someone should. pregnant and then you can talk. <laughs> yeah, you should. Well, he might've done that, but he's still not a parent. <laughs> <laughs> yes. That's, that's what all the billboards talk about. I'm not about. the stepfather. Yeah, like, <laughs> I'm not the stepfather. I'm the father that didn't step up. <laughs> <laughs> but um yeah i do it from g to nc17 so the regular rating but rating it on the basis of like how much were different things upsetting in this movie than when i before i was a parent um which is easier for me to remember because that was five years ago uh then probably for for some of our for some of our guests who have kids that are older um i think with this movie the idea of a family being marooned on an island is like 
without the Disneyfication of it is truly horrifying. It, it's <laughs> it's it's like I, I kept thinking of Dogtooth. I was like, you know, without Disney overseeing this, it it becomes the creepiness of Dogtooth. Like yeah, mm-hmm. the like the 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 necessity for some kind of sexual contact is brewing in the beginning of this movie. Oh god! And yeah. then they're like we're kind of going to have to have sex with this sissy boy. Yeah. Probably. And like, ultimately, yes, we're going to have to do that anyway. Uh, but thank God it's a girl. Whew. Oh um, boy. So some of the stuff that, that when I was watching it and I, and my, my kid did watch some of it, I was like, the things that are bothering me in this movie are truly the, the, the weird gender attitudes about like boys fight and girls just kind of stand by and they have no dreams. Their dreams are only to be with men. And I've really tried since having a daughter to stop thinking like that um, while seeing it all around me. You know, well, my right. husband says, I'm like, so that stuff still gets me, but... There's no child endangerment. There's just frustration with American culture. So I give this movie a a, a PG because it does have um, white people versus brown people, and you know, just be aware that that's in here. It it isn't. They don't actively say anything about it, but it is one of the images in here. PG. I I would. Also, probably say PG thirteen. I do. I I didn't when I originally showed it to my children. I wasn't thinking about a lot of these things. I will say that uh, again. I don't want to bring it all back to this, but transitioning has made me a little bit more aware of um, how gender plays out in culture. And Mm -hmm. my girls were. Oh, I have three girls. They were all obsessed with. Disney movies from their era, which are mm-hmm. no better at defining these. Because occasionally yeah. they have these strong women like Rapunzel or Moana, I guess. So so maybe it's slightly different. Um, if things still land pretty much straight and, uh, and um, you know, along this the same romantic access that they've always been on. I, so I, I'll give it a PG-13. I do think that the, the racist... Um, charge is real i think Mm -hmm. i think uh everyone would say this is a dumb thing to suddenly make a movie like this more woke uh to to add likeness and different i don't know to 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 diversify the 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 brown people who are attacking and i would say um I would be all for that. I I think that would be a better remake than making them all sort of swarthy Hollywood orientals. It's sort of like, you know, like when I say orientals, I mean just something that's um, exotic, you know, whatever whatever that race was. Um, Yeah, I'd give it a PG-13. There's something that you 
pointed out in an email. What, what was your what was your kind of thing that you do where you're like this movie has six quicksands? What did that mean? Oh, oh yes, oh, that's oh, a different yeah. we'll rating rate, system. Oh yeah, we'll rate yes. the film. Yeah, yeah. So we rate the film based on something from the movie. So instead of giving it stars, we'll give yeah. it something where we talked about it a lot. Yeah. I think okay. the, I think that I, I was thinking about this. Why do we rate movies like this? And I had I have a good reason. I have actually a smart reason. Oh, which okay. is why rather than rather than pretend that movies can be judged on an objective criteria we're judging the movie for how good is it a movie on its own terms for what it's trying to be so therefore yeah. every movie needs a different scale specific mm -hmm. to its own that's why i was I gonna say my that. idea mm -hmm. of a scale i'll point i'll throw it out there for you guys if you want to deal with it is i don't i don't know if it's it's kid comic relief or mm -hmm. annoying kid this kid is <laughs> yeah. is in the same camp as Hot Shot or Short Stuff from Temple of Doom, whatever oh, that sure. kid's yeah. name. Yeah, yeah. Short yeah. Round. This mm -hmm. this kid is the same kid. It's it's mm -hmm. yelling, screaming, doing wacky things constantly. Mm -hmm. The comic relief and uh, yeah, it's yeah. an awful thing in movies. It's it's unfortunate that it ever got developed. It, apparently, mm -hmm. it's still has to happen i mean scooby is basically the awful kid in scooby-doo i mean we just we need it but mm -hmm. um or at least if they think we need it but. i think we should use annoying kids as the as the as the rubric as yeah. the uh, as <laughs> yeah. the rating here we'll use uh, yeah. we'll, we'll do we'll use we'll use annoying kids as the rubric we'll we'll go um we'll rate well, well did we'll, you guys have other ideas I'm, I'm curious if you had other rating points I mean, I, 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 I don't. I mean, I was going to say something with you know, like zebras, you know, oh, zebras, uh, is good, you know, yeah. or, or you oh, know, uh, animals being uh, ridden on in Hunger Games like uh, <laughs> uh, competitions. But, uh, but I think uh, the kid performances here, I think, are like what really stands out. Um, uh, so I think it's a fair. I think that's a totally, totally good and fair rating system um, yeah. for this movie. The uh, Anne and I will go first in our ratings. But Harper Steele, your rating will be the official rating oh, okay. of Swiss Family Robinson. So okay. this is kind of like Siskel and Ebert, where we'll we'll say our little piece, but your piece actually cancels out our piece and cancels out all the other uh, criticism that's ever been <laughs> written on this film. So you're mm -hmm. really the Rotten Tomatoes. No one cares. No one's ever going to read that stuff. Mm -hmm. They're going to go to fake this anyway. review. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, freebie in the bean. I point you free, to freebie, hey, in freebie in the bean, which I've never yeah. seen. Now I feel like I feel like freebie in the bean uh, uh, watches and downloads are going to go way up uh, after we uh, people. Yeah, they're going to go from show. zero to two, <laughs> and they should. <laughs> they're going to double. They're going to trip quadruple. They, they absolutely <laughs> should. Um, yeah. uh, I can. I'll gladly go first on this movie because uh, I'm I'm definitely the newest to it. Um, I think that Swiss Family Robinson, like I said, this is a genre. It's a type of movie. It's an era of family film that I have n zero connection with. I don't I don't particularly enjoy watching even the Mary Poppins type beloved movie. I don't really enjoy watching or, or, or really. I grew up on kind of that hard 80s stuff, you know, uh, mm -hmm. and, and smut. Not you on, like on, smut? On, on 80s <laughs> smut and slime. Smut. Oh, yeah. And, yeah. Uh, and conservative yeah. John Cheap Hughes thrills. stuff, oh. you know, yeah. yeah. just that just that Schwarzenegger and John Hughes, just the mo just secret Republicans uh, all of, all through Hollywood. Uh, and so this Disney stuff is, is less out of, is out of my wheelhouse. But I will say this movie came to 
for me, the for, for for me, uh, the point which I keep going back to and sticks with me days later is this conversation that John Mills and Dorothy McGuire have about: Is it good to live in isolation, or is it good to? Uh, connect and there's and they they bring it up multiple times there's multiple conversations here about how if people could only get out of the rat race of humanity and realize everything they have is on the land um if if only you weren't yeah. comparing yourself to your neighbors you could learn to be happy and then her response being if we had no neighbors we wouldn't have a next generation you need people you need people around you to be uh to be uh, fulfilled as a human being and that conversation goes unresolved and mm -hmm. it is it's a, i found it to be an actually genuinely exciting conversation for this kind of movie to have a, a philosophical conversation about how to live your life about isolation versus uh versus connection and i'm like okay swiss family robinson i'm giving you three out of four annoying kids. <laughs> okay. 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 <laughs> they were like, yes, we should go into a Vietnam, actually. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's really a Vietnam allegory. <laughs> yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think, I think for me, there's, yeah, that element to me is resolved because ultimately there is going to be a colony. So they're going to be able to have it, you know, both ways because they're going to be able to have their gigantic piece of land and then there'll be a colony so there'll be people for their sons to marry which is her only thought and i think the reason why the the dad doesn't care is he's like but i'm having sex i don't care if they ever get to <laughs> yeah <laughs> i think that's why he's just like yeah but let's just be isolated because I don't want to think about that. The, the funniest thing would have been was when they brought when they brought the 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 girl in. If he'd been like, "Oh, I like you too." Like, yeah, yeah. Hey, yeah, hey, it's, like, it's my island. Hey, uh, sorry. Yeah, how, are you, how are you feeling today, honey? <laughs> feeling sick? Maybe. All right. Yeah. The, the heart wants right? what it wants, honey. I hey. I, met, I met someone new. There's yeah, <laughs> I've heard. I've, well, I mean, there are entire shows about that. Um, yeah, I think watching it again after watching it as a kid, that whole uh, we created a fake national holiday for our fake country uh, to do like a like the Olympics with animals. I was like this when I was a kid was like so exactly my life <laughs> that I was just like, I, I can't even separate it. Like there are certain parts of it that are like people emulating movies in the absence of any other people around uh, was just so built into my childhood. So I think I, it's like, I can't even judge this. It's like, so part of it like this and a uh, little house on the prairie books. And this, like we were, we were doing it. We were coming up with our new thing, but using a lot of material that was about people coming up with their own thing. Um, I don't know. I mean, it's kind of, boring in a lot of ways yeah. and it certainly looks yellow it's a very it's not pretty not but a the great interiors print. of that of of their little treehouse yeah. that yellowness is so warm and inviting and like a pumpkin spice latte for your eyes it's just like it's so good and i think everything else looks kind of yellow and weird but that is the that is the hub of the movie is that perfect treehouse uh which i still want um i don't know i guess 
three annoying kids. It's fascinating in all of its accidental revelations about America. Huh. Um, yeah. I love the colors that you're talking about. I, this is what I love about a lot of these Disney movies. Some of the cheaper ones like Computer War, Tennis Shoes, I don't think have the care. I don't know. The, 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 they, they really, they really sort of from the, probably from, I'm going to guess from like 50, 1950 to 1965, I think it started to fall off. They were focused in on um, warmth and mm-hmm. it'd be interesting. I'm sure there's probably DPs that could tell you what was happening with just the way to shoot a Disney movie. It's almost like the style was set or something. And I do think that they're very warm movies. Um, it you know it's impossible for me to separate the emotions of this movie that we've talked about a lot from how good or bad it is. It is a boring movie. I watched it again, and I was like, "Oh, this movie is kind of boring." Um, um, it's it could be an it could they could have shaved twenty minutes for sure, and I would have shaved them all with the kid. So, uh, um, so I also am going to go three annoying kids out of four. Um, and I've put all of my, the three, which I think it is worth watching. I do think nesting is valuable when I meet people who aren't nesters. I could be wrong. I, I'm not sure if I'm right about this. When I meet people who aren't natural born nesters, they remind me of of porn porn stars. They're miss they're they're missing uh-huh. they're missing something. There, there's something vacant going on. Mm-hmm. Like I remember there was a New Yorker um, profile of I think I, he might have been Tommy Gunn, one of the great male porn stars, and he had. He had enough money to get himself a nice house or apartment, and he put a dinner setting out there with eight guests and a table, and the settings were all in place, um, and they were there for possibly someone to come. Like, there's no Mm -hmm. natural amount of nesting that's going on there. There's a Mm -hmm. vacancy there. And so I do think that there's something very good about a movie that, can bring that warmth into your life and make you under and, and, and make you feel like, Oh, this is, this is, I, I'm not sure a movie can do this, but it's important to, and if you're in any environment, um, the desert or a colonial house, or uh, you're getting stuff for your apartment out of the trash in New York, nesting is a way to protect and define yourself. And I just think that this movie does an interesting job of that outside of all the little yeah, racist and empirical problems that this movie has. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, um, but so I'm going to give it three annoying kids out of four. And uh, I hope I do hope people uh, revisit it. And I'm sure more can be said about it. But um, yeah, yeah, there's it, it's like you could watch all the Disney movies of that era and probably pick out the things that are like, oh, this is what. This is what we as Americans believed in here, because I think Disney is really good at at figuring out how to market values. Yeah. 
in yeah. a, in a sort of terrifying way. Also. Oh yeah, no, they they it's an algorithmic way. They figured yeah. these things out. Um, I am. Thank you, Ryan. I am going to go look for this older version, which I've never seen. Yeah. It. I'm, I'm sure it's probably a little more boring, but it would be just interesting to to see it. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's also on. Uh, these are all on Disney Plus. Not that we're endorsing Disney Plus in the middle of this. No, story. no, no. Definitely they don't just go see this particular film. Go to the uh, library. You can probably check it out of the library. The I, also. I, yeah. I didn't have Disney Plus, so and not that I'm endorsing this. I had to get it on Amazon Prime for, I think, two ninety nine. Oh sure, yeah. Well, but we can um, we can reimburse. We'll, re- we'll reimburse yeah. for that amount. Oh, I, I, would, yeah. Yeah, I would appreciate that. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I'll send 150 and Ryan will send 150. Um, okay, and, okay. And <laughs> thank you so much for oh, thank you coming for on the show. Thank and, you so much. Um, uh, uh, I've yes, talked so- to Ryan, as Ryan said, I've talked to Ryan many times about film, many long conversations. This might be the longest, but I just want to say I, I always enjoy that. And now, Anne, I can see that um, I could also talk to you forever. So thank you for having yes. me on, both of you. Yes. No, it was very fun. We you never, I never encounter anyone who knows these sorts of movies. So that was very exciting for me as well. Okay. Uh, thank you, uh, Harper. Yep. You're 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 uh, you're one of the best in the industry. Your 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 work, uh, I, I, th- I think, speaks for itself. I don't think you need I to agree. plug anything. Uh, I don't. But I think it is worth mentioning, as you as you mentioned. There's there, we might see uh, there may be a, there's like a potential documentary, or it's likely to come out soon. I think uh, there, there right? is. Uh, I, I don't know about soon. These two Things take a long time. Yep. But we shot a documentary, Will Farrell and I traveling across the country. And uh, I am excited for that to be seen somewhere. I don't know what the ramifications will be for me. Um, it can be pretty vicious for trans people out there um, mm-hmm. when they get exposed. Um, so we'll see how that goes. Uh, but um, but I'm looking forward to <laughs> whatever that is. Um, but yes, that would be, I'm not plugging it per se. It's not my project, really. I'm a subject, (laughs) um, Mm -hmm. but, um, but, uh, yes, look, look for that and, uh, look for my next, uh, hidden gem, (laughs) whatever that is. Yeah. Well, we'll have you back. We'll have you back Uh, whenever something comes out. Okay. If you want to follow, uh, this podcast, uh, on Instagram, it's mama needs a movie pod. And on X, which I call Ashley Madison, because that's ridiculous. Ooh, um, it's Mama like. Pod. And uh, yeah, and we have a Patreon, which is Attention Must Be Paid. It's Mama Needs a Movie, Attention Must Be Paid. It's movies that are not qualified as classics right now, but it's movies like Love Liza, The Music of Chance, like movies maybe you've never heard of, uh, All the Little Animals, but that are excellent films that just didn't quite ever reach a big enough audience so we talk about those once or twice a month uh until next time uh, look out for those pirates <laughs> bye bye, bye. bye.